Well, fasten your seatbelts, Oregon fans. It's going to be a bumpy ride because, yes, Dan Lanning could absolutely be Alabama's next head coach. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time. Once again, for Locked On Ducks, I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. We're almost to 5,000 subs on YouTube. So please, if you have not already, like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to or watch this show, which today is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase so i was shocked i was about to tee off on the par 3 15th at sand hollow sand hollow golf course in saint george utah with my main man parker when he started saying a lot of words that i don't repeat on this show because this is a g-rated show and i was not next to him so i didn't know what he is omging about and then he says nick saban retires and my first thought is oh goody goody gumdrops Lanning's going to be a target. And sure enough, it has been reported by a variety uh, of national media people. I've heard from somebody who I trust that Lanning is going to be a target for this job. And he should be. He, he absolutely should be. What he's done at Oregon over the last two seasons has been really good. We all want him to stay for a reason because Oregon fans know he's a great recruiter, he's a great coach, and he's only going to get better. And so it would absolutely make sense if I'm the University of Alabama to go and hire Dan Lanning. Now, there are a couple of differences between when Nick Saban was hired and when Dan Lanning was hired. Lanning has been a head coach for two years, two, just two years. Nick Saban had already won a national championship at LSU and coached in the NFL when he was hired at Alabama. Now, will the university feel the same way? about their coaching search and who they want to go after? Probably not, I would guess. I, You know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if they would follow that same blueprint. There have been other targets thrown out there. This is not a Dan Lanning only search, though he is near the top of the list of that, you can be sure. Auburn is also someone that looked at Dan Lanning. Texas A&M would have wanted Dan Lanning, and Oregon survived those particular coaching searches, was able to keep Lanning in-house and got him a contract extension before the year. And the buyout for Lanning is more expensive than any other candidate, at least that I have seen. DeBoer's at Washington is, is $12.5 million, and I think it's $7 million for some other ones. James Franklin at Penn State, $6 million or so. Mike Norvell's is really cheap at Florida State with $4 million. Like There are a lot of other buyouts, but... I'm also here to tell you, if you didn't know already, Alabama can pay the buyout if they'd like. This is the SEC. Remember, Texas A&M, which does have a lot of money, paid Jimbo Fisher 75 or whatever million dollars to go away. So if the University of Alabama decides this is the guy we want to be our next head football coach, they will pony up the money. So the buyout, I think, represented an investment both from Oregon and Lanning himself in wanting to be with the Ducks long term. He has spoken many times 
about his desire to stay in Eugene and to stop moving and everything like that, I 100% believe he'd take this job. I, I absolutely believe that. When you look at what Lanning has said, I don't think he dislikes Oregon. <laughs> he likes being at Oregon. I think he is genuine and sincere when he says, I have everything that I need to win a championship here. This is where I want to be. I don't want to keep moving and everything like that. But when the Alabama job comes available, that's different. And so when Lanning was first hired and I was doing all sorts of research and I was really just a young pup hosting this show way back in December of 2021, what a journey it's been and will continue to be. I appreciate all of you. That's a quick side note. But when that was going on and I dove into him compared to Mario Cristobal, there was no obvious school where I looked at and said, boy, if that job came open, feels like he would move in that direction. Whereas with Cristobal, I had that sense for multiple years. I was monitoring all the time, more than I otherwise would have, how Manny Diaz was doing down there in Coral Gables and how the U was doing in its attempt to rebuild to national relevance because I knew that if that job came open, Cristobal would want it. When Lanning came to Oregon, I felt really good about it for a number of reasons, and Dan Lanning has rewarded our faith for a number of reasons in many ways with a performance both on and off the field that has has us excited about what he can do in Eugene, and he can do great things in Eugene. He can also do great things in Tuscaloosa because it's Alabama. And so when Lanning first was brought over, my thought was, okay, so there isn't an alma mater tie here, but the two jobs that I felt at the time and still feel that Lanning would leave Oregon for. And I think they're the only two jobs, by the way. I think the Texas A&M job and how that search went and what Lanning said and how he said it, the emphasis and authority with which he declared, I am not going to be their head coach. That to me clarified, okay, so there are two jobs that Lanning would ever leave Oregon for, Georgia and Alabama. And guess what? Maybe LSU, maybe. Maybe. And I wasn't and I'm still not worried about the Georgia job coming open because Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs just had a disappointing 13 win season. <laughs> they did pretty darn well. LSU is not moving on from Brian Kelly anytime soon. And I didn't think that Lanning was going to be in the coaching carousel conversation once again because I didn't think Nick Saban was going to retire. I'm looking at a guy who is 70 years old who can still coach who just had a down year, quote unquote, and he won the SEC and was in overtime to go to the national championship game. So maybe thought maybe Saban thought he was going to win it this year. I'm sure that's what he thought because he believed in his team. Maybe his thinking was, this is going to be the last hurrah. We'll go out, maybe win, maybe not. But th this feels not random. This, this, this feels not random. It, 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 comes off as random to all of us, I would be more than a little surprised if Nick Saban just dropped this at the doorstep of the Alabama athletic department and said, I'm leaving. And they had no inclination whatsoever that he could make a move like this. And I think that any athletic director for, you know, any sport, but, but especially, especially, especially football, you have to be prepared in an ever-changing, ever-evolving landscape to act on the unknown. And an unknown is, well, who could your next head coach be? And if Dan Lanning ends up being the next head coach at Alabama, 
I would hope Rob Mullins has a list. I think he should have had a list the moment that Dan Lanning got hired, or at least have some, you know, post-its somewhere being like, mm, might like that guy, mm, could like that guy. Because your head coach now is not going to be your head coach forever. Now, that could also depend on how long you plan to be the athletic director somewhere. But you can be sure that Alabama has had some time to think about this. And the fact that Lanning's name is being put out there as, as a potential target for the job makes this something that we should be prepared for as Oregon fans. Yeah, it would stink. It would, it would absolutely stink. But would Dan Lanning leave for Bama? I fully believe that. You can show me what that doesn't mean he will. These are two. I'm going to make this very, very, very clear. These are two different takes. Would he leave Oregon for Alabama? Yes, I believe he would. Will he do that? That's up to him. Because it appears that Alabama is going to try and hire him for the head coaching position that Nick Saban has now vacated. And if Dan Lanning says no, well, then we can feel good that he's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, barring a sudden retirement from Kirby Smart. And I don't sense that because he's a great deal younger than Nick Saban. So I'm sure you all have plenty of thoughts on this. Drop them in the YouTube comments. Hit me up on Twitter. That's probably going to be the easier way. Comments might get a little messy. So go at Smalls underscore 55 or at Locked on Ducks. DMs or mentions are, are both wide open. If you want to get a question answered here on the show, one of you already asked a question about this that I'm answering right here, right now on this show after we talk about game time, because you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time is the only app the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You see your view from your seat before you arrive. They give you all in prices so you know you're getting a great deal before you download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's keep rolling here. Mailbag's always open, YouTube and Twitter. As I said, if you want priority access, go over to subtext. The link is in the description below, wherever you listen to or watch the show, free 14-day trial. Then it's just $5 a month. Absolutely, positively not a requirement. You can continue enjoying the show, which is free and available wherever you're listening to or watching it. Now, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, please do so because we're almost to 5,000. Almost there. We are all, we're this close. This, this close. Okay, this question from John. Question, if Lanning were to leave, even though I don't think he does, what would that mean for recruiting and recent transfers such as Dylan Gabriel remaining at Oregon? So we should have some experience with this. Some of us may have forgotten. I will go back in time and remind everyone that when Mario Cristobal left, there were some recruits that stayed committed. There were some recruits that decided to leave. Kelvin Banks, for instance, was Oregon's top-rated uh, offensive tackle recruit, and he decommitted from the Ducks. He went to Texas instead. I saw him playing in the college football playoff semifinal. He turned out to be very good. He was not the only one that did that. And so for Oregon, 
if if Lanning were to go elsewhere, you would certainly have some notable decommitments. Like the 2024 recruiting class would take a hit. It, it, it would absolutely take a hit if he were to depart, which is not a guarantee, but a very real possibility. I might keep repeating that throughout the show, just so we all have a clear understanding of what the situation is. It is possible. It is real. It is not a guarantee. Nothing ever is until it becomes final. So I think you would have some decommitments. I don't think you would have an unlimited number, right? You know, Oregon's got over 20 commitments in their 2024 recruiting cycle. They're bringing in, you know, a half dozen transfers or so. Who stays and who decides to go elsewhere would depend largely on who Lanning would take with him from the staff to Tuscaloosa. Because if Will Stein were to stay, and I have no idea if that would be, I don't know if I want to get into a short list yet. Maybe that'll be a different episode of, uh, of the show. But if Will Stein were to stay, for instance, maybe Dylan Gabriel wants to come and play for that guy. And Dante Moore still wants to play for him. And they say, well, we're, we're fine with a different head coach. Because who your position coach is matters a great deal in your recruitment. And it matters a great deal in your retention as well. That's why we talk about position coaches being so important here on the show. Because they are. You know, and if Carlos Lachlan were to, you know, go down to Alabama, well, maybe Dejon Riggs would go with him from the high school ranks. Maybe Jaden Lamar would transfer. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think that would depend on which coaches stayed. Oregon would not lose every single player. With it. I, I don't think they would lose every single transfer, and I don't think they would lose every single uh, uh, high school commit either from the 2024 class. You would certainly have some because the other thing that would come into play is for someone like Dylan Gabriel, if he decides, mm, I was going to go play for Dan Lanning, and Dan Lanning's not here anymore, the the window to enter the transfer portal has closed, even for the Ducks who played on New Year's Day because the extension went, I believe, just for another week. So what they would have to do is go get a waiver from the NCAA, and they almost certainly would. Because when your coach leaves, the NCAA, and I, and I actually agree with this, they tend to grant a lot of leeway as to whether or not you can put your name into the transfer portal or whether or not you can, you know, transfer for a second. I mean, now you can't, uh, there's no, there's no rule against transferring for a second time anyway, but if there were some restriction that ordinarily would keep Dylan Gabriel at Oregon, then I am pretty confident that he would be able to get an exemption waiver from the NCAA and go somewhere else if he wanted to. And again, that'd be up to him, and that would depend on which which coaches left. But it, it would it would certainly be a blow. <laughs> it, it would be a blow, and you know I, I'm not going to go into a short list just yet here on the show. That might be a later episode. I think there's more kind of you know stuff to to clear off the top for for all of this and, and kind of what's happening right now. But certainly, Oregon would be well positioned financially to go out and, and make a quality hire. That much is clear. Because Dan Lanning's buyout is $20 million, which Alabama can certainly pay if they want to. You know, he's owed $7 million in 2024. I think it's 7.2, 7.4, somewhere in there in, in 2024 in base salary. And then the buyout, which, you know, was part of his, his pitch as to why, you know, he wants to stay at Oregon and, you know, he's asking questions, you know, do you have $20 million and whatnot and saying that he wants to be here. And I don't think that he was insincere in saying that. When he was answering all those questions or talking about staying at Oregon or not moving his family or whatnot, 
he, he never said at any point in time, at least not that I'm aware of, I will never be the coach anywhere else. You know, he has a quote that says, this is the last job I'm going to have as far as I'm concerned. That's not a 100% definitive statement that says, I will never take another head coaching job. And even if he did do that, guys have gone back on their word before in the coaching industry. That, that's, that's just how the game gets played. So I think that for Lanning, Georgia and Bama are the two spots that I've always felt, eh, he could get pulled away there, maybe LSU. But I don't think any other SEC job is greatly above you know where where Oregon is at as a program. So I think that the Ducks have a good chance to keep landing, and it's just a real possibility we have to be prepared for that he could end up at Alabama as well. And it, you know Oregon going back and having to get another head coach, it would stink for fans. It would not be fun. It would not be enjoyable because with that, you just bring a lot of uncertainty into a place where you're trying to create a culture and stability and everything. And it would be a bummer and a half because I think Lanning is really, really good. And over the first two years, the team got significantly better year one to year two. And this is the first time he's ever been a head coach. And the only thing holding him back right now is Kalen DeBoer at Washington, who also is going to be a candidate for the Alabama job. I think less so if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, that would be more likely. The difference between those two guys, this is kind of the interesting back and forth for, for those two head coaches. Lanning has got the ties to the SEC. Lanning has been on staff at Alabama before and the defensive coordinator at Georgia. DeBoer, however, is a better football coach than him right now. He's beaten him three times in a row head to head. But Kalen DeBoer does not have any ties to the SEC. He went Sioux Falls, Indiana, Fresno State, Washington. So it could be a strange fit. I don't know if Bama would go in that direction, but I think we all recognize DeBoer is a very, very good coach. And both guys, and DeBoer, unlike Lanning, has not yet signed an extension at Washington. So he is a more affordable option. But just say that out loud. Well, DeBoer is cheaper. And this is Alabama we're talking about. They, they have been at the forefront of making the necessary commitments. And Oregon's been there too. But this is Alabama. Th this is Alabama. And a departure would mean that Oregon's got to find a new head coach. We'd see how many, uh, of, how many staff members would be retained. You'd have plenty of players leave. You'd have some players stay. It certainly wouldn't be everybody. It would be mass chaos. Essentially, it would be a, a chaotic situation, but one that once again, I'd feel Oregon would have a chance to go out and make a good hire. You know why? Because every single coach that Oregon has hired this century, we're almost a quarter of a way through it. Every coach they've hired has had a winning record. They've had a winning record at Oregon. Chip Kelly, yep. Bilotti, yep. Even Willie Taggart, winning record. If Justin Herbert didn't get hurt, that's probably a 10-win team. It's at least a 9-win team. I can tell you that, but it's probably a 10-win team. They were 7-5. and five. They were 6-1 and one with Justin Herbert. So Oregon has become a, a fantastic national brand that can attract quality coaches, quality players, and has a great home field advantage and has a great alumni base and great support, and you got all the resources that you need to win, and multiple coaches have shown that to be the case. And – 
if Oregon has has to end up making another hire, I think that that guy would have a chance to win. I hope Lanning stays. I really, really hope Lanning stays because I think what he's done in the first couple of years, what he's shown as a head coach, what he's doing on the recruiting front, and what that can mean down the line and how Oregon's going to play, I think they can win a national championship with Dan Lanning at the helm. Doesn't mean he's the only guy that can do it, but I think he can do it. It takes time. He's two years into it, and he's right in the thick of building a team. And I think he had one this year, and they just came up a little bit short that can compete for a national championship. And I think that's what Lanning can do year in and year out. So I definitely hope he sticks around. There's no guarantee that that he will. And we got to talk about the Alabama job, which is a better job than Oregon. I know. Hot take on an Oregon podcast. I will explain. I will explain after we talk about FanDuel, of course, because the NFL regular season has wrapped up. But guess what? There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. Top of the top. Creme de la creme. Kind of like Dan Lanning's the number one target for Alabama. Too soon? Maybe. Right now, new customers get 150. That's 150, not 1.50. $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you just place a $5 bet. So if you want to cover yourself emotionally, you might be able to poke around and find, hey, Dan Lanning odds to be the next coach at Alabama. I haven't looked, but I'd be shocked if there aren't odds on there in a variety of places. And whether you're right or wrong, you get 150 in bonus bets. The app is super easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet, like live save game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can do live same game parlays in addition to the save game parlays that I just invented a moment ago. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best place to find popular parlays. Do all that and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, so Dan Lanning has made comments before that go something like this. I want to be at Oregon. I love being at Oregon. I don't want to move again. I have everything I need to win a national championship. I am not direct quoting. I am paraphrasing. All of those things can be true, and he can still depart for Al- He could still depart for Alabama. Why? Because Alabama is indeed a better job than Oregon. That does not mean, want to make this very clear, just for the comment section, it does not mean Oregon is not a great job. You would be hard-pressed to find 10 jobs in college football better than Oregon. I don't think there are. I think it is one of the 10 best jobs in all of college football. You can debate the order and, and all that sort of stuff, but the best job in college football is Alabama. Why? Threefold. Number one, the brand of Alabama is stronger, yes, even than Oregon's, than anybody else. They are the reigning dynasty in the sport. They're the current dynasty in the sport. They are the team that drew the ire of many fans who felt that college football was becoming too regional. And, well, Bama's just in it every year. Nick Saban has won six national championships since 2009. I don't think we're seeing anything like that again. Not as the transfer portal has started to disperse the talent and you know give everyone else a little bit more of a shot, which is, I think, an underappreciated uh, positive of the transfer portal and all the player mobility and empowerment and such. So I think that for, for Oregon, 
It's a fantastic job. Outstanding place to be. But Bama's got the brand. Number two, Bama's got the location. Dan Lanning recruits to Oregon. Brian Smith comes on this show regularly and talks about this. You can recruit to Oregon, especially in the NIL era, because NIL is not only not an obstacle, I think it is a, a, a boon to Oregon recruiting. Because when you have the backing of Nike, those, those NIL coffers, they're not running dry. So that's not an obstacle for Oregon in the recruiting space. But Brian often talks about on the show, and he is correct. If you want to recruit to Oregon, you can. You can do it at an elite level. Lanning and Cristobal have both shown us that. But you have to be a grinder. You have to absolutely bust your butt. And Cristobal and Lanning do when it comes to the recruiting trail. Not everybody is like that. Scott Frost has what is now an infamous quote long ago saying it's really hard or almost impossible or something to get players to Eugene. I actually want to find that quote because I, I, I think that, uh, that that belongs on freezing cold takes. Um, Scott Frost recruiting to Oregon quote. Um, every kid in the... Uh, Okay, well, anyway, there, there was a quote back there somewhere. I couldn't find it immediately. As you can tell, I thought of that off the top of my head about how hard it is recruit, to recruit to Oregon. You don't have a plethora of in-state kids. In Alabama, you have more. And in the southern region, more broadly, you have got access to more. You've got access to talent that is much closer to where you are located. Now, sometimes it's an advantage for Oregon, as Brian has also talked about here on the show. A lot of great insights from Brian. That's why we bring him back regularly here on the podcast. You can you can stand out at Oregon because it could be a Georgia, it could be a Bama, a Texas, a Texas A&M, and then Oregon. And Oregon will be the geographical outlier. That can be an advantage for some kids. That can also be a disadvantage. Bama's been at the top of the sport for a long time for a reason, and Nick Saban has built the brand into that particular spot. So those are the first two reasons. And the third reason is you have got unlimited support. And yeah, I think you've got that at Oregon too. Austin Stadium is going to sell out every game. And you're almost never going to lose at home. And you're going to get plenty of money from donors and boosters and Nike and everybody. It's, it's more than enough at Oregon. But Bama's got it too because that guy was there. I think the only downside to the Alabama job is the standard is so very high. It is so very, very high. Not as if it's a low standard in Oregon, though. I, I mean, we're sitting here as Duck fans. Who feels great about the season Oregon just had? I do. I feel great. I don't feel perfect. And I think there are plenty of fans out there that said, you lost to Washington twice by three points. It's unacceptable. Well, you won 12 games and... That's only happened six times in the history of Oregon football. Doesn't matter, lost Washington. And, and Oregon and Washington, when they are both at their peak, can go head-to-head. -head. Alabama, their in-state, their biggest rival is Auburn, or at least that's their biggest in-state rival. Maybe Georgia's their biggest rival overall. And Alabama has a much, much higher pedigree than Auburn. Not to say that Auburn can't be very good. We know that they can. We have seen it 
on multiple occasions. But one of the reasons uh, amongst a variety of factors and plenty of information that I that I've read and received why Lanning would take the Alabama job is Bama is a better job. It is because it's probably arguably the best job in college football. Now you have the highest standards because of what Saban has done and maybe, and hopefully Lanning doesn't want to be the guy that followed that follows that up for someone who has two years of experience. Zach Neal over at USA today, ducks wire. I've had him on the show before. Awesome guy. He had a great point, and that's that it might be advantageous, might, for this job to be opening now because Lanning might not want to be the guy who follows Nick Saban. He also might not think he's the best version of himself as a head coach yet, and maybe he wants to take the job in four to five years. Maybe the Alabama job is going to suddenly become more appealing because someone goes there, doesn't have as much success as Saban, and they move on from him. And suddenly the standards feel different. And it's, well, you just got to be better than this guy. Because right now, whoever goes in and takes that job, and I think I'm going to talk about this more on Friday's show, because this is a Thursday show as well, just dropping a little early, given uh, the urgency of this particular news. Whoever goes there is going to be held to that Nick Saban standard. But whoever follows that guy is going to be held only 50% or so to the Nick Saban standard. And if he goes in there, whoever he is and goes, you know, 10 and three, 11 and two, and then, you know, eight and five or something. Well, if you just get above that guy, then you're going to be in a good spot. But again, let me know your questions. Uh, Twitter and subtext will be the best ways uh, to get your questions answered here on the show. I'll be back with you here on Friday. Appreciate everyone listening. I will see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, go Ducks.